Good morning. We made it. We made it, y'all. Not because we were good. For the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But, and thank God for but, but he's so loving and kind. He allowed us to see a new year. A year that was not promised to us. But we're here. And since we're here, why don't we just thank him for being so good? If we want to start on the right note, y'all, listen to me this morning. Over there in Galatians, it says, but the Holy Spirit, it produces this kind of fruit in our lives. It produces love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, fruitfulness, gentleness, and self-control. All I'm saying is that should be every last one of our New Year's resolution. That would be a great resolution to start out this year right, just to love more and to give all the glory to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Those of you that are joining us by way of live streaming, good morning and welcome to this, our 11 o'clock worship experience. We are thankful and we're going to praise the Lord. And I ask that you pray with me right now. Our Lord and our God, thank you, Lord. Father, thank you because morning by morning, day by day, month by month, year by year, you give us your blessings. And Lord God, for that we are grateful. For we understand you didn't have to do it. Oh, Lord, but thank you that you did. We humble ourselves, Lord, and say, give us your spirit so that everything we do in this place and every other house of prayer that is open in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit will not be in vain, not to put a show on or anything for an outside unfriendly world, but to be genuine, to be real, and thanking you and knowing that you are God and you are good. Lord, bless everything that we do. Lord, anoint everything that we do in this house. Bless the scriptures, Lord. Bless the songs that we sing. And when the pastor come to preach, let every ear that hear not just be hearers, but bless us to be doers of your holy and righteous word. Let us leave this place rejoicing, knowing that we are better than we were before we came. To go and tell a dying world that Jesus is still Lord. That every knee must bow and every tongue must confess that Jesus is Lord. And Father God, we will forever give you all of the praise and all of the glory that you deserve. And it is in the precious name of Jesus that we pray this prayer. And all the people of God said amen. 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 And thank God. Melodies from heaven rain down on us.
morning. This morning, our scripture reading will come from Ephesians, the fourth chapter, one through six. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body, one Spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who above all and there all, and in ye all. May we pray. Our Father which art in heaven, this once again we call upon thy holy and righteous name. Dear Lord, we thank you, dear Father, for bringing us to 2024. This the first Sunday of this year, dear Lord. Dear Lord, we left many behind in 2023. And dear Lord, we're asking that you bless us and strengthen us, O oh Lord, that we do better in 2024. Dear Lord, we have our shortcomings. We have things we need to do better at, dear Lord. We ask you, dear Lord, to strengthen us and let us do better, dear Lord. Help us, dear Lord. Dear Lord, we pray for those, dear Father, who are sick today, those who are burdened, those who have suffered loss, dear Lord. We pray, O oh Lord, for their spirits. Bless them and help them, dear Father, for we know you can, dear Lord. We pray, O oh Lord, that you will bless Cage Chapel and his board of members, dear Lord. We pray, O oh Lord, for our pastor as he goes forth to lead us, dear Lord. Bless us, O oh Lord, and strengthen us that we can be better followers, dear Lord. Be with us and help us, O oh Father. Dear Lord, as we seek to bring other souls to thee, be with us, O oh Lord, that we might be good examples. Be with us, O oh Lord, that, that when trouble comes upon us, dear Lord, we will act like, O oh Lord, that we know God and that we know you can keep us. We ask you to continue to be with us and strengthen us, dear Dear Lord, bless us, O oh Lord, that this will be a milestone for us this year, 2024, looking and expecting many miracles, many blessings, dear Lord, in thy most holy son's name. Yes. We come as humbly as we know how, asking thy mercy, asking thy help. Be with us and keep us, dear Father. Dear Lord, we ask these blessings and give these thanks, O oh Lord, in thy most holy son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Anybody grateful in this house this morning? Anybody really grateful in this house this morning? Let all the grateful people make some noise. I say, if you're really grateful to the Lord, why don't you make some noise? Give him a grateful praise. Tell him hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. Amen. Glad to be in the service one more time. Hallelujah. Anybody know the Lord is faithful? Has the Lord proven his faithfulness to you? down through the years. Can we sing a little bit of the old hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness, morning by morning, new mercies I see. I don't know what key I'm going to be in. You can put me in one if you want to. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness, morning 
Come on, y'all. All All I needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, great is, great is fullness, Lord, unto. Come on, let's lift it up one more time. Great. Has it been great to you? Great. My God, morning by morning, new mercies I see all, all I have needed, thy hand you provided great, great is thy his name. Thank him for the faithful God that he is. Amen. Faithful in bringing us to another Sunday, the first Sunday of the new year. Amen. If nothing else, if God hadn't done anything else, you ought to thank him for doing that. Amen. You ought to thank him for doing that. Tell your neighbor, God's been good to you. God, God's been good to you. God's been good to you. And then tell your other neighbor, he's been good to me. Britain Porter has asked for all young people. And you know, I, I had a, had this comment with the uh, ministers. There's some of us that's getting young for the second time. But she's not talking to us. She wants the children, young people for the first time, to meet her in the fellowship hall after services for some special treats. All right? Also, I need to remind you that online Bible study will resume this Wednesday, January 10th, 
at 7 p.m. Please put that in your calendars as your reminder that we will be back online. And we want to be at least over 150 this first uh, Wednesday. Will y'all promise me that y'all get online Wednesday? That was kind of weak. All right. I'm, I'm going to go with you this morning. Uh, Judge Faye Peterson, would you just raise your hand? There, there's Faye. We, we are with you as we recognize the passing of your mother. And I understand that your family is here with you. Would you all raise your hands? Look at that. Look at the family. That, that's a testimony right there of faithfulness that they would choose to be with us and in service this morning. And there will be a private ceremony uh, tomorrow for her mother. And Faye, you know we're with you and we will be guiding our thoughts and our hearts with you. Let's just give Faye a hand of applause for her service and for her dedication. Amen, amen. Now, I have been prompted that I need to do some extra emphasis on this, and if I don't, then Brother Cheatham is going to get me. Uh, I want to ask, first of all, all young people, male young folks that are in 11th and 12th grade, 10th, 11th, and 12th grade, if you're in the audience, would you please stand? All males, all males that are in the audience that are between those ages. All right, they're a hard group to get to cooperate, right, sometimes. But I see at least two, uh, three maybe, okay? Uh, you can sit down. I, I'm not going to make you stand for long. Uh, Brother Cheatham and uh, Brother uh, Alexander, they are soliciting your presence on the third Sunday at 8 a.m. for the Men's Fellowship Hour in the old fellowship hall. Uh, the brotherhood would be meeting, and between now and then, young men, and tell your other uh, classmates, and it, it, a person doesn't have to be a member of K Chapel, that we are asking them to register with the uh, brotherhood. There's an application that you need to fill out for a discipleship scholarship. Now, this is free money, y'all. Free money. <laughs> now, we need you to get involved, get involved with the brotherhood and with the men ministry of uh, the Baptist faith. And we will help you get to where you want to get with your goals. Isn't that wonderful? Let's give them a hand clap of encouragement. Amen. Now, it is first Sunday. So we got some January babies. All January babies, please stand. Let's give them a hand, the January babies. And now we are going to sing to you. Oh, 
Leah, thank you so much. That concludes our announcements for this morning, and we want you to continue your joyful faithfulness as we have our own to come and give us our information on tithes and offerings. Good morning, K Chapel. Well, last two or three weeks I've been absent there. I just want to let you know that I was kidnapped with ransom by my grandchildren. <laughs> They'll do that now, you know. And you know I paid the ransom because I'm alive. I'm here. <laughs> all right. What time is it? That's all I need to know. So we're going right now. That means you already know the three different ways why we here, right? And you know the multiple ways why we here, right? And you know about the three ministries and missions that we use to minister to those people that are in need, right? All right. Now, you know about the multiple ways in which you can give. And now, for our visitors, I see it looks like you got some regular visitors out here. But for those visitors here for the first time, we just want to make you know that you can uh, drop your offering off in the, as you go out the door in the basket as you exit the sanctuary, all right? So now our spoken word for today will be coming from Acts chapter 20, verse 35. And it says, I have shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said, it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. So how much you give, we encourage you to do so cheerfully as well as liberally. For our God loves a That's what I'm talking about.
let us let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for those who gave. We thank you, O oh Lord, for those who wanted to give but did not have it. We ask you to bless each and every one, dear Lord. We ask you to be with us and keep us, and may these blessings, these gifts be used to uplift that church and bring more people to you. In the spirit and in the love of Jesus, we ask these blessings, we give these thanks to the Father. Amen. Thank you. There's one other announcement. Uh, the uh, Ministry of Health uh, is not going to meet on Monday because of the forecast weather, but they will resume classes on Thursday the 11th at 10 a.m. and then at 5 p.m. So those of you that want to be sizzling seniors or jamming adults or high-stepping people, Remember that our health ministry is going to assist you. Please come Thursday. Good morning. About a month ago, my wife and I and our baby boy, Lil Joe, um, who's, raise your hand, Lil Joe. Um, That's the baby of our five children. And um, we came down and asked for prayer. And we got prayer. Normally you see me coming down, people come to me or some of the other ministers for prayer. But this time we were on the receiving end, Reverend Don. And you prayed for us. And not only that, but we got contacted. Is it anything else can we do for you? And we thank you for that. And we were blessed with a medical staff at the University Medical Center. All the way across the board, the, the, the doctors, the nurses, the housekeepers, the people who served the food, everybody was kind to us. Nothing but a blessing. So let's not label in the future everybody's the same, that Samba just in it for the money. But these people truly cared. They showed their care. And this transplant, kidney transplant, wasn't a successful one. It was taken out within about four days, but the doctor said that they would do it again. And we will need your prayers again. And we will need the prayers that James talked about in the book of James, the fifth chapter, somewhere, Brother Pat, around the 16th verse, the B section, it says that uh, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. We need your sincere prayer that this time around that it will take, but if not, that our grandson, Lil Joe's oldest son, will still do well. We thank you, and we love you, Kay Chaplin. And Pastor, thank you and First Lady so much. You have really, really blessed us. First Lady stayed in touch with us, and we thank you for that, First Lady. God bless you, God. And thank you, Sister Helen, for coming down and administering a prayer to us. We needed you at that time. Thank you. Quick question. How many righteous people do we have here this morning? Just a question. I just want to know. Because your prayer will availeth much. And I don't care who you are, where you go, what you've been through. Prayer always works. Always, not sometimes, 
but always work. Good morning, K Chapel. Psalm 107, verses 19 and 20 says this. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saveth them out of their distresses. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. We're going to ask that as families celebrate the lives of their loved ones, we ask that you celebrate with them. It is a time, a lonely time, when you need as much prayer as you can get. So we ask that you continue to pray for our bereaved families, the Johnson and Peterson family. Judge Faye Peterson lost her mother, Miss Orly Johnson. There will be a private service as noted earlier. It will be held on tomorrow, January 8th. The funeral service for Sister Sandra Pepper was held on yesterday, January 6th, here at Kate Chapel. We have in the hospital or nursing home or rehab, Sister Polly Williamson, Brother Limus Magruder, and Brother Glenn Barnes. We have recovering at home, Sister Anita Shaw, Sister Johnny Jackson, Sister Mary Bell, Sister Cecilia Bass, Miss Rosemary Stuckey, Reverend Leroy Harrington, Mr. Melvin Scott, Brother John Sanders, Brother Kavara Collins, and Brother Willie Lindsay. We have asking for prayer, Sister Annie Poindexter and Mr. William Carter. We have Sister Ollie Lester is asking, she's coming asking for prayer for her sister, Miss Lena Perry. Those that are related to church members that are asking for prayer are Bryson Joseph Redman, Mr. Lewis Barnes, Miss Adrena Jeta, Miss Lavencia Clark, Miss Mackenzie Emil Nathan, Mr. Leonis Bonner, Mr. Keith Fogger, Miss Dolores Phillips, Mr. Larry Milton, Miss Demetrius Wallace, Mr. Clyde Cameron, Mrs. Renee Collins, and Miss Laquana Caston. We have three cards. The first one says, a great big thanks to all of you. You are so very nice. The kindness and well wishes you've shown to me while in my valley. Thank you for your prayers, cards, and phone calls, all acts of kindness. This card comes from Miss Mary Bell. The next one. Nothing says thank you quite like the words thank you. Thank you from the Minor family for all the love, support, and kind words given during the passing of our beloved Thelma Minor. Again, thanks. This comes from the Minor family. For kindness shown through the way you cared, for thoughtfulness and blessings shared. Thank you and God bless you, love from the family of Gloria Greer, Cookie and Kay. As I always say, as you travel during the week, 
Pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day thank God that you can. And while you're out, don't forget our long-term members. Let's pray. Father God, we come now thanking you for the blessings you bestowed upon each of us. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come before you, being able to bring to you and lay at the cross our desires and cares, O oh Lord. Father, we ask, O oh Lord, that you would just wrap your loving arms around all those bereaved families. We ask, O oh Lord, that you would look in on all those, those that are sick and shut in. Keep them all in your loving care, O oh Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
God is awesome. An awesome ruler. An awesome healer. An awesome wonder. He's just awesome like that. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of God. If you will consider a um, portion of scripture read earlier in your hearing in the book of Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. But then I want you to skip down to verse number 17 and read through verse 21. And then when you get home, I want you to read the whole chapter. Amen. Ephesians 4, verses 1 through 6, these words you will find. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body, one Spirit. Even as ye are called in one hope of our calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. Verse 17, this I say therefore and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness, but ye have not learned, so learned Christ. If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. This first Sunday of 2024, I want to preach from the subject starting on the right foot starting on the right foot. We ended 2023 ending on a good note. Let's start 24 starting on the right foot. How many of you have ever seen a video of an event or a race or a game or a live event for that matter, of some competition of some sort, and the athlete or the team that you were rooting for had a bad start. Anybody, any, any football fans will admit your team had a, had a bad start? I heard some cowboy fans in here. Had a, had, a, had a bad start. 
just a bad start. Maybe, 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 maybe you were watching a race and, and your favorite runner got out of the blocks a little late and he had a bad start. Maybe your basketball team was held to just 15 points in the first period and they, they just had a bad, a bad start. But as the game went on or as the race continued, that athlete or that team worked their way back into the competition and perhaps even wheeled their way across the finish line first. Or in the last few seconds, he, he, he threw a pass. Prescott threw that pass. And, and I don't know. I, and it was the game-winning pass. Or... Or, 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 or he shot that three-point shot, and it was the game-winning basket. Uh, whatever it was, you, you, you saw that they got off to a bad start, but they finished strong, and they, they won the game. It's in those moments when it's said that it's not how you start, but it's how you finish that counts. And while a good finish, while a good strong finish while ending on a good note is a great thing, I would imagine that no coach wants his athlete or wants her team to have a bad start. I don't think it's the strategy of any, any competitor to start out slow, to start out poorly. If you can start well, you should. Because a good start positions you to finish well. And when you think about it, there really is no reason of starting poorly if the power to start well is in your hands. There's there some things, there's some things that are outside of your control and, and you have, it's outside of your hands and, 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 and you, you can't determine how you start. There, there are some things that are just outside of your purview, injustices and inequities that may prevent you from starting well in life. There are unfair systems and unjust policies that may mean that you don't have the kind of start in life that you would like to have, but there's no reason to start bad if starting good is a choice that you can make. If starting on the right foot is in your power to do, there's no reason for you not to do so. And at the beginning of this year, you can make the choice right now to start 2024 on the right foot. Do I have a witness in here? Everybody in here, you can make the choice that I'm starting this year on the right foot. You can get organized right now and start on the right foot. You, you can set goals today and start on the right foot. You can change your eating habits at lunch today. Now I'm messing with somebody. And start on the right foot. You Watch this. You, you can delete some phone numbers off your phone right now. Y'all ain't to see how quiet it got? You, 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 you can delete some contacts right now and decide I'm not talking to them anymore. They got me in some trouble last year. I ain't doing that this year. Oh, y'all want that trouble. Y'all ain't saying nothing. You can start on the right foot. You can put up or cut up that credit card today. And start 
on the right foot. You can set your calendar this evening and start on the right foot. You can schedule time to see a therapist this week and start on the right foot. Oh, I ain't playing. You, you can sign up for Cade Wellness. You heard her talking about the, the wellness ministry. You can start up with Cade Wellness and start on the right foot. You can put Wednesday night Bible study on your planner and start on the right foot. You can delete some apps off of your phone that are sucking up all of your time and start on the right foot. You can clean the snacks out of the pantry. You can get the fried chicken out of your refrigerator and start on the right foot. It's in your power. You can get rid of little Debbie right now. You can. It's your choice. You can start on the right foot. And if you start this journey out on the right foot, chances are you'll be better positioned to accomplish the things that really matter to you. Paul's letter to the church of Ephesus somewhat serves as a similar purpose in that he writes to remind them as believers that there is a certain way that we ought to walk, a certain stride that we ought to have, a certain way that in certain steps that we ought to take and certain ways that we ought to walk in order to qualify our witness. And you can start, he says, today. Paul's letter to the Ephesians is thought to be a letter that is circulated all around to the believers at Ephesus. And Ephesus, you remember, is what is today modern-day Turkey. It was an important port city that opened the gospel to reach into Asia. Ephesus was a Roman city known for its temple of Artemis, which was considered at that time one of the seven wonders of the world. It is this temple where the Roman goddess Diana was worshipped. And if you remember, it was Ephesus where Paul got into trouble with the silversmiths of the city. Stay with me here. Because he was preaching the gospel and preaching that gospel interfered with the silversmiths' prophets. His message messed with their money. His boldness impacted their bottom line because when the people heard the gospel they turned to Jesus and put down their jewelry ah you missed it you missed it the, the silversmith said oh, wait a minute we're, we're not making as much stuff and putting as much stuff in people's pockets and they're not putting money in our pockets all because Paul is preaching this Jesus <laughs> And people are turning to Jesus away from Diana. Paul's preaching about the way of Christ in Acts 19 and insisting that gods made with hands are not gods at all. Lessen the demand for these miniature shrines to be sold. And Paul demonstrates something that oftentimes we miss in the church today. And that is this. When the fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ is preached... The gospel of Christ has an economic impact. When the gospel is preached, the gospel of Jesus Christ, when it is preached, it has an economic impact. Either it is going to create something 
or it's going to correct something. When the fullness of the gospel is preached, either it's going to create something or it's going to correct something. The gospel, when he preached it, it shut down an economy that was built upon false teaching. When Paul preached this gospel, the gospel shut down an economy that was built on lies. It shut down an economy that was built on fooling people. And I don't have a lot of time to go into it right here. But if the gospel we preach doesn't stop people from profiting off of lies, we're preaching the wrong gospel. If the gospel we preach does not stop people from flourishing from falsehoods, if the gospel we preach doesn't tear down some industries that promote bad policy and bad practices and bad programs and put people in bad predicaments, if the gospel we preach does not shut some stuff down and close some stuff up and keep some things from happening, then we're either preaching the wrong gospel or we're not preaching the gospel well. Okay, let me say it like this. You're missing it. Some things ought not be able to exist in the proximity of a gospel preaching church. You, you're missing what I'm saying. So, some evil ought to be put out of business because of a gospel preaching church. Good God Almighty. Some unrighteousness ought to be made uncomfortable because of a gospel preaching church. Fairy tales and falsehoods and big lies ought to be exposed through a gospel preaching church. When Paul preached the gospel of Jesus Christ, it showed where truth was and it exposed where the lie existed. And as a result, people made the choice to follow Jesus. And their following Jesus meant that they no longer needed a silver good luck piece in their pocket. Ah, their, their following Jesus meant that they did not need to buy a new model this year of the same old false god from last year. Their following Jesus meant that they did not have to get their hands on a fake god because they had the real god who had his hands on them. It's to the believers at Ephesus where Paul sends this letter. And because of Paul's ministry there, and because of his success in sharing the gospel, the church at Ephesus really is doing well. He actually commends the believers at Ephesus in this letter, this letter which is largely divided into two parts. The first part of the letter consists of chapters 1 through Three, where Paul is defining who we are as believers in the body of Christ and members of one another. Who are we? Paul takes his time to define it in chapters 1 through 3. Verse 1, chapter 1, verse 3, he calls us blessed with all spiritual blessings. Verse 4, he calls us chosen. Verse 4, he says we are holy and without blame. Verse 5, he says we are the predestinated. In chapter 2, verse 8, he says we are saved through faith. In verse 10, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Verse 13, we are made nigh by the blood of Jesus Christ. Verse 19, we are fellow citizens with the saints. Verse 22, we are inhabitation to God. Chapter 3, verse 6, we are fellow heirs. We are partakers of his promise. We are rooted and grounded in love. We are filled with all fullness of God. That's chapters 1 through 3. 
But then in chapters 4 through 6, Paul takes a turn and says, because we are all of these things, he says, verse 1, I therefore... Now, as a prisoner of the Lord, whenever you see therefore, you ought to ask, what is it therefore? And therefore is the shift says, because I just told you who we are. Therefore, here's what we ought to do. Because we are fellow heirs, because we are his workmanship, because we are a habitation, here's now how we ought to live. Here's how we ought to behave. Here's how we ought to walk. Ah, verses 4, chapters 4 through 6 tell us then that we ought to walk in a certain way. And the journey of a thousand miles, somebody said, begins with one step. How do you start this journey? How do you walk out this faith? Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to walk it out. But how do you walk out this faith. Number one, by walking in humility. Some of y'all got it. You'll be all right. Walking in humility. Number one, number one if, if you're going to start off on the right foot, you've got to walk in humility. Look at verse two. It says, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love. That, that language, lowliness and meekness, is the language that brings to mind the attitude of a servant. Lowliness, meekness, a servant. That, that's what Jesus came as. Remember, he said, I came not to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. Watch this. Although he was king of kings, Although he was Lord of Lords, he came in the posture of a servant. Which means when you know who you are, you can serve others and not feel diminished in the process. When you know who you are, you can serve and know, watch this, that God is getting the glory. Uh, uh, Y'all not feeling what I'm saying. Paul, Paul explains it in Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. He says, let this mind be in you which also was in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Here it is, but made himself of no reputation. And took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in the fashion of a man. Watch this. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross, wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in the earth and things under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Listen, this is y'all. Jesus came as a servant, but because he came as a servant, God gave him a name above every name. 
because he was willing, watch this, to humble himself, God exalted him and gave him a name that is above every other name. At his name, every knee must bow. Why? Because he humbled himself. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying don't be so big you can't serve. Don't, don't be so caught up in who you think you are that you can't serve. Don't, don't let your title get the best of you and think that you can't serve. Don't let your last name fool you to believing that you're somebody bigger than you are and you can't serve. The devil is a lie. All of us are called to serve. 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 And when you serve, don't be surprised if God lets you lead. A lot of us want to jump into leadership and skip over service. We want to be at the head of something and, and have not taken the time to serve one another. Wish I had a witness in here. Start 2024 off on the right foot by committing yourself to the call to serve. Let me ask you the question. Where are you serving? Okay, let your neighbor ask you the question. Ask your neighbor, where are you serving? See how quiet they got? Where are you serving? Ask them again, where are you serving? Where are you serving? Let, let's, let's make it real perfect. In this church, where are you serving? Where are you serving? Where, what do you do? I mean, other than sit next to me, where are you serving? Where, where are you serving? Where, where are you serving? Do you just come to church week after week, get your word, Give because Reverend Dunn says give and the Lord loves a cheerful giver. And then you rinse and repeat and come back next week. Where are you serving? To what ministry are you committing your skills? Where are you serving? To what effort are you contributing your gifts? Where are you serving? To what community of believers are you connecting to advance the kingdom of God through this ministry? Where are you serving? And don't tell me there's nothing for you to do. Let me help you. The media team needs volunteers right now. The folk who make all these pretty graphics and, and have us online and you can go anywhere and see us. People do that. You can be one of them. You can serve. Y'all getting quiet, see? See? We, we need drivers to go all across Jackson and Madison and Rankin to pick people up who want to come to church. They tired of watching us on the screen. They want to sit in the service. But we need drivers to go out and bring them into the service. We need servers. You can serve. You heard the announcement this morning. We need young men who will join the brotherhood and the layman because there are people out there who are underinsured or uninsured and need repairs or rebuilds on their houses. And, and there's a lot of gray hair here around this church now. We need some, some young men with black hair. 
lot of black-haired men stand up. Stand up, stand up, all the black-haired men, all the black-haired men, stand up. Stand up, stand up, let me see you, stand up. It's some of y'all up there, y'all stand up too, black-haired men. We need you. You got a streak, but that's all right. We need you. We need you to serve. The bald-headed men got out of it. I saw you. I saw you. I saw you. I saw you. Some of us bald by choice. Amen. It would be black. But we need you. We need, watch this, we need young adults to come and build together a community of ministry. Just like, watch this, the Young Adult Fellowship did. 50 years ago. 50 years ago, young adults in this church came together and said, we need a place to belong. We, we need a place to serve and not only to serve, but to grow in our faith and grow our families together. And they developed that time a choir. 30 years ago, the Voices of Love did the same thing because young people needed a place to come together and connect and grow their families and serve together. It's now time for a new generation of young adults. And watch this. You don't have to build another choir. But we do need another community. Another place. Where babies can grow up together. Another place where mothers can learn from each other. Wives can pick notes off of each other and talk about their husbands together. And then say, yeah, but the Lord bless me. And I'm, I'm sticking with him. You stick with yours. Oh, don't act like y'all don't do it. Amen. We need all, all of these are places to serve. We need, watch this y'all, let me help you. We need our nursery to be rebuilt. So that when young mothers come here, they have an option for where to bring their children. And if they want them to stay in the service, wonderful. But if they want an hour or so without the baby on their knees, Since Mother Triplett went on the glory, the nursery has not been in play. It's a place to serve. Place to serve. There are places to serve. And we need this to happen this year. In lowliness, in meekness. We need, we need, we need. Can I help you one more time? We need to rebuild our summer programming so that children are occupied with creative skills, creative opportunities, 
so that they don't experience the summer slump of reading and math skills that they learned over the academic year to suddenly find themselves lacking when the school year starts again. But guess what? We need educators to come back and say, I'll serve. We need the reading program back online. We need the summer reading program back online. We need mathematics to come back. On. We need their places for you to serve. All you have to do is say, I'm willing, I'm ready, sign me up. So maybe a question that needs to be asked. How much time I got? Right answer, right answer. <laughs> Perhaps the better question we should ask not, is not the question of where are you serving. Maybe the question is, who are you serving? Because perhaps the issue is when you get right down to it, A lot of the stuff that we do tends to be self-serving. Really, Reverend, you got to do this the first Sunday of the year? <laughs> I, I, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder. We give it the, the title of service, but in the back, if, if we really peel away the layers, are we really doing it to serve ourselves? Do you give because you want to keep your membership active? Do, do, you, do, you, do, you, do you volunteer because you want an award? Or you want to graduate or you want to pad your resume? Start on the right foot by serving then with a pure heart to serve. No hidden agendas. I just want to serve. No reason other than to give God glory. I just want to serve. Number two, number two. Here's how you can start on the right foot. I talked about walking in humility. Number two, walking in harmony. Verse two, verse two and verse three says, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Start out 2024 with a commitment to harmony. Tell your neighbor, I need, I need you. Don't lie. Don't lie to him now. Don't lie to him. Don't lie to him. <laughs> Tell him, I need you. I need you. I need you. And I'm going to keep you. Uh-oh. See, I believe this. One, I believe that one of the reasons why so many people have podcasts today is because salacious sales. The reason, so, the reason you can go on YouTube right now and find so many podcasts, pe people talking about this, that, and the other, is because the salacious sales. In other words, we tune in for the tea. And it ain't the world tuning in. It's us. We, we tune in for the tea. We, we gather for the gossip. We wait for the word. And I ain't talking about the word of God. I'm talking about the word... The word on the street. We used to have straight talk when Frank Blunton was here. Now we just got street talk. 
street talk? What is the word on the street? What are the folks saying? It seems that we enjoy this disunity and this disharmony and this disruption that it brings. This comedian fighting with that comedian. This ministry tearing down that ministry. This politician fighting that politician. We need harmony within the body of Christ. We need harmony in our communities. We need harmony in our ministries. We need harmony down at the Capitol building. We need harmony between Democrats and Republicans. We need harmony between conservatives and liberals. We need harmony between blacks and whites, rich and poor. Paul says our aim and our agenda should be keeping the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. In another passage, Paul writes in Romans 12 and 18, if it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. In other words, peace with one another should be our goal. Peace where there is hate. Peace where there is mistrust. Peace where there is confusion. Peace where there is consternation. Peace where there is a history of conflict. Peace where, it is this, where there is a pattern of fighting. Jesus commends such a characteristic among his disciples when he says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. So my question to you simply is, this sixth day of 2024, how are you contributing to peace in your circles are you using your influence to promote peace are you using your influence to resolve conflicts and to reestablish peace or do you get kicks out of seeing folk fight Do you enjoy hearing hurt people hurt people? Or do you like watching those who got the receipts tear one another down? Start 2024 by walking in harmony and using your influence to create harmony within your social circles. Let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me let it start with those with whom i'm closest to let it start among my family and my friends let it start with my brother before i go to my boss let it start with my cousins before i go to my co-workers let it start with my sister let it start with my spouse let it start with my roommate let it start with my neighbor let there be peace on earth and let it start with me Hallelujah. lastly and i'm done here it is you're going to start on the right foot. Lastly, Paul tells us we ought to walk in honesty. Yeah. Verse 17 says this, I say therefore and testify. You know, when you testify, you ought to tell the truth. <laughs> testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their minds. Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness and greediness, but ye have not so learned Christ. If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. I'm done here, y'all. I'm done here, Doc. But here's the question. Let me ask you. What is your honest relationship with God? 
Ask the question. Be honest. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with God. What is your relationship with God? Let me ask it another way. What do you honestly believe about Jesus? Mm, mm. Ain't talking about, ain't, ain't talking about, uh, mm, mm. what do you honestly believe about Jesus? Who is he to you? Is Jesus just a name you know? Or is he a person you trust? So you, you got to start this year off by being honest. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with the Lord. Is God just a force? Or is he your father? Time for you to be honest with yourself. Time for you to be honest with the Lord. This is where the rubber meets the road. Who is Jesus to you? What do you believe about Jesus? What do you believe about God? And here's what Paul says. The truth is in Jesus. So have you come to that conclusion yet? That the truth is in Jesus? Have you come to the point yet where you can honestly say with all sincerity in your heart, I trust Jesus as the Savior of my soul and as the Lord of my life? Have you honestly confessed Christ with your heart? Have you honestly believed and confessed with your mouth? Do you trust that his miracles were real and that his message is right? Do you honestly trust that his words are light and his words will bring life to your life? Do you honestly trust that his blood will save you and wash you and that his Holy Spirit will seal you until the day of redemption? Have you honestly trusted that he is the way, the truth, and the life that no man comes to the Father but through him. This is the honest step that you got to make in order to start this new year off right. No other step matters until you take that one. Walking in the honesty of who you believe God to be through Jesus Christ. Won't you pray with me? Father, right now, at this beginning of a new year, God, we... We want to start it out right. And while we see now that you have called us to serve and we must walk in humility, as we understand, God, that you have called us to peace and that we must walk in harmony, oh God, we sense that you are calling us to yourself. 
and we must walk in honesty. So God, right now, by your spirit, I pray for the person sitting here who's ready right now to get honest with you. I pray for the person who's watching right now who's ready to get honest with you. They've been, they've been exposed to so many other thoughts and so many other systems and so many other beliefs, but God, you've brought them to this moment and you've even brought them to this worship experience. And God, there's something even right now pulling on their heart. It's the Holy Spirit inviting them to say yes. And so God, I pray that by your spirit, that as the invitation is extended, as the doors are open, that they would walk into this new year by walking into an honest relationship with you. That they will walk into this newness of life recognizing, oh God, that by your stripes we are healed. And so, Lord, as a sign of faith, and as a symbol of obedience, as we all now stand to our feet, we open these doors of the church and we invite whoever wants to come to take the time now and say, Lord, I'm going to honestly give my life to you right now. The doors of the church are open. You can come now. Wherever you are, start walking now. Walk in humility. Walk in honesty. Walk in faith, believing that as you take one step, he'll take two and he'll meet you right here. Wherever you are, if you've already given your life to Christ but you've not joined a church, why don't you start this year off on the right foot? recognizing that you need the fellowship of believers, recognizing that you need brothers and sisters who will walk with you, who will share with you, who will hold your hand and pray with you and pray for you. Walk now, walk now, walk now, walk. Come on, come on, beautiful light, beautiful light. Come on, come on, come on. Come on now. On where the dew drops. Where of mercy come on come on come on in the back you come shine all around us say by day and by night Jesus the light hallelujah in the overflow you come in the balcony you come in the fellowship hall, you come walk. Just start walking. Don't worry about your neighbor. Beautiful life. Hey, come where the dew drops. Oh, shine all around us. Shine all around us. By day, 
know what's his name, y'all. The light. Come on, lift your voice and sing it like you mean it. The walking, walking the light. It's a beautiful light. Oh, come where dew drops of mercy. Oh, shine on by day. Can you stay right here? His name is Jesus. Jesus, 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 the light of the world. Oh, what's his name? Call him Jesus, Jesus, the light of the world. Oh, Jesus, 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 the light. The world. God bless you. Special prayer is being requested for the Peterson family. As you heard, Mother Ora Lee was. brought to the Creator this week. And we glorify God for her life. The family is here and they're asking for prayer. Is it all right? Can we pray for them? Hallelujah. Can we pray for them? Hallelujah. Walk in the light, beautiful light. Oh, come where the dew drops, full of mercy. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we bless you right now. We thank you that you are the able God. We bless you for being sovereign. We trust you, O oh God, that you're too wise to ever make a mistake. And so, God, right now, we, we lean into your providence, that which you have determined to be just, that which you have allowed to be so. We submit to it now. Thank you, O oh God, for the life of Miss Oralee. We bless you for her legacy and for the light that shined in her heart because of her faith in you. Thank you, Lord, that through her witness, she attracted many others to a living faith through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, God, be with these, her family members, her loved ones, those who must now walk this this part of the journey without her loving hand to hold. 
But Lord, we thank you that we've got an unchanging hand that we can forever hold on to. And so, Lord, in the tough times, remind us to hold to your unchanging hand. In the dark days, remind us to hold to your unchanging hand. In the sleepless nights and in the troublesome moments, teach us to hold to God's unchanging hand. We bless you, Lord, that in shifting, changing times that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And because of that, we'll just keep holding on. Now, God, by your spirit, touch, heal, strengthen, restore in the mighty name of Jesus. And for his sake we pray. We say amen. And amen. God bless you. God bless you, family. As you remain standing, we're going to prepare to go from this place. I pray for you. I pray that 2024 will be a year of great blessings. I pray that you will be blessed in your going out. I pray that you'll be blessed in your coming in. I pray that every footstep would be directed by God. I pray that every breath you take that you would be reminded that it is the Spirit of God that lives within you. I pray that no weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. And even if it's formed, you'll be able to look at it and say that's all you can do. I pray that miracles are manifested in your life. I pray that doors are open. I pray that mountains are scaled. I pray that seas are parted. I pray that God's best would be upon you and your family throughout this year and that even when dark days come you will look into the hills knowing that all your strength and all your help is coming from the Lord now may the grace of God the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest rule and abide with each of you now henceforth and forevermore in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.